0: It was all about getting that early customer feedback uh, and seeing how they felt on it and seeing the reviews that came in. And that was really the turning point. That was what catapulted the business from, you know, selling a couple bottles a day to selling hundreds of, of bottles a day was when we were able to leverage real customer stories. When you hit month three and month four, and people are getting experiences with with flow and they're really starting to see these results, it was emotional. It was, it was you know, not a product that, you know, that that you feel a little healthier. It was a product that hopefully solved the problem that you've been suffering with for, for 10, 15 years that you thought was that unsolvable.
1: That's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry and I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're gonna learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Bobby Beaton is the CEO and co-founder of O Positive, a woman's health business that focuses on addressing health needs that have been historically overlooked. Co-founded in 2018 with Bobby's sister, Brianna, O Positive created a science backed, all natural, and hormone free PMS vitamin. O Positive now has more than 1.3 million customers and was most recently launched in Target this December. Bobby was also named on the 2024 Forbes 30 Under 30 list for food and drink.
0: Yeah, Rob, first, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Excited to chat through it all. I think looking back, it's funny, I think on first glance, I don't think it was such an obvious path, but when I look into it and look at the amazing influences I was surrounded by at an early age, I think it it makes a lot of sense. Me coming from a very close family, coming from a mom who was very heavily involved in my life, and and my mom who, who in her own right, has patents and, and was an inventor in the health and beauty space, super inspirational. Um, that when it came to solving problems and, and identifying problems, that that you know, you can go and, and create a product around. I was exposed to that pretty early on from a, a very strong female figure in my life. So definitely, definitely fueled from, from that, I think.
1: Yeah, what do you think it is that you took from, from your mom and, and really have carried into your own business today?
0: Yeah, I think the main thing I took from my mom is the difference between an idea Uh, the execution of that idea. I think a lot of people have ideas. And and I think one of the core values of entrepreneurship is the tenacity of execution uh, and going to do that. My mom had ideas mainly stemming from her raising me and my sister, Brianna, as kids. They were all in the health and beauty space, all things around encouraging kids to wash their hands and making lives easier for for parents, um, child. And It was interesting watching her go through the process of getting those patents, licensing those ideas to Colgate, to Disney, to things like that. And that, you know, these weren't groundbreaking ideas. One of the ideas was a toy on a tube in soap. And she licensed it to soft soap. And it was to encourage kids to wash their hands. And it was something so simple that probably people thought of. But watching, you know, her double down on the execution and and the tenacity being a core value of hers uh, really funneled into into what I did today and, and really me and Brianna pushing pushing ideas through to 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 fruition.
1: Now Brianna is your sister which I give you a ton of credit because <laughs> I mean you had I've I've had a brother sister uh the paper you know paperless post there that's a it's Yeah. There yeah, of course brother sister combo but very few brother sister pairing, especially uh, having two sisters of my own, I could never imagine being in business with them. What was it about your sister and about what you were doing that you made a really good uh, pair? Yeah, great question. I think it
0: is definitely a unique, a unique thing. Uh, one, just having a real strong family base and, and mm-hmm. values that you share, make for great partnerships and, and family. I'm, I'm a big advocate for family businesses because you were raised on these values and you share them and, and any good company has to have those to, to be successful. But I think the key to me and Brianna's success now going on, you know, five, six years of, of building this business was having your swim lanes, uh, was having things that you can own fully where the, your partner trusts you. Um, Brianna is an incredible creative mind. Uh, she studied design at UCLA, uh, was a Disney Imagineer working on, uh, the Star Wars theme parks. Um, and, and that was her strong suit. So when it comes to brand and how to speak to a customer, how to, how it shows up aesthetically, that is her domain. Um, and kind of on the opposite side of things, uh, you know, the, the business side of things, how to, how to run the marketing campaigns, how to, you know, manufacture a product and bring it to market. That was something that I spiked in and, and kind of having those those swim lanes where you trust each other fully, really, I think, was the reason we were able to to, to have success. And by no means is it perfect. Uh, we, we still fight like cats and dogs at, at times, but, you know, with an underlying sense of love, uh, it's pretty easy to overcome it because you just come in the next day and you're like, okay, great. Well, let's forget about that. Let's keep moving forward.
1: What was it like growing up with her? Like, did you ever imagine that maybe one day you know obviously seeing what your mom was doing and she was seeing the same thing but did you ever imagine one day that hey maybe maybe both of us might actually be in business together
0: yeah i i i don't know if i would have guessed it off the bat but again looking back it makes a lot of sense um we we collaborated a lot together we were very close we were roommates together in college uh, so while she was going to UCLA and i was going to Loyola Marymount we were roommates in, in mid city los angeles um, so we saw each other grow up. Uh, we 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 were both each other's cheerleaders and therapists through life, and I think that is again what makes really great business partners: is that you can spike on on multiple levels uh, of of connection. And uh, I I think I don't know if I would have guessed it, but I'm really happy it happened.
1: Yeah, and when you talk about that, you know, something you can only share uh, with siblings is that same experience, right? Same parents, same kind of, you know, someone who has probably the closest experience to you in the world, has that, or how has that helped for both of you in, in, in building this business together?
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's helped enormously because with your sibling, it's a strip down of the ego. Uh, you can't have an ego around your sibling. And I think uh, s- some of the best leaders uh, that, that have been mentors and, and have, have over, over the years, and then I try to emulate, have this lack of ego when leading. And having your sibling there calling you on it every day uh, uh, helps you grow and helps you, I think, you get to the right answer. Uh, because if you're assembling a team in, in the early days of of your friends, uh, of of people that kind of, Want to build this company with you? I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the right way to do it. I think it's people that challenge you, people that question you, where you can challenge the answer. So to really get to at least what you think is that that right point, uh, to me, again has has been really fruitful in that
1: partnership. Let's talk about you know. Well, well, first, I want to talk about how you first got into women's health. Tell us about your first story prior to starting uh, this business with your sister.
0: Yeah. um, So. Out of undergrad, uh, I studied entrepreneurship at, at Loyola Marymount. I really wanted to feel what it was like uh, to found a company uh, with uh, not the risk of doing it myself. Uh, so I tried to I tried to find something that was as early stage as I can as I can get. And I got introduced to this founder, um, Steve Paperno, who was a serial entrepreneur doing amazing things, uh, a new dad, and just got a patent on a new baby swaddle, a safer baby swaddle uh, for newborns. And he was kind of busy doing other things. And we really hit it off and he said, hey, I got this patent. I have a, a little capital to put behind it. Go see what you can make of it. Um, so it's kind of this dream scenario where you got to learn on someone else's dime, uh, which I think is one of the one of the best things to do early on and get experience with it. And I say, you know, often that this experience over two years taught me two key things. One, how to build a direct to consumer business uh, from zero to one, how to manufacture a product overseas, get it here, uh, set up your Shopify, set up your Facebook ads. I was in Photoshop answering customer service tickets, like doing it all and, and just really learning what it actually takes. Um, and second, uh, what you mentioned was, I was you know, a man in my early twenties. Uh, I didn't have much exposure to to women's health other than through my, through my mom and, and through my sister. Uh, which was a lot, but but understanding it firsthand from a consumer experience, getting close to your consumer in those early days of a startup, uh, where you're spending a lot of time with them. These were uh, amazing women that were trying to conceive, pregnant, or just had their first child, and it taught me so much about their health journey and the problems that they were trying to solve and the problems that they thought the things of the market didn't necessarily satisfy. And it was more than products. It was it was. Education. It was community, and it kind of just opened my eyes to this world. And as you know, my my mother's son, my wheels were turning. It was how can we solve these problems? Um, how can we make this experience around women's health around nutrition uh, better for women throughout every stage of life, not just not just pregnancy?
1: Tell me about you know in terms of that experience, and and as you said, being there for two years and diving into everything learning everything which you're absolutely I agree with you it's it's such a great way to learn especially when you're you're thrown into it and doing it for someone else but you obviously learned a lot there and then what was it that made you or gave you the idea to start your own company? Or was it your sister? Was it you? How, how did it come about? Yeah, I think uh, it was, it was very much the realization of
0: opportunity that I was experiencing in, uh, at through women's health and, and that exposure reflected in my sister and her experiences. And, you know, we were roommates still at that time, post-college, and we were, talking about how how I was excited about this opportunity. And I, I think there was something more in women's health. And Brianna said, listen, the biggest problem in my life since I was in my early teens was or is uh, my menstrual cycle. You know, you know, she struggled silently for a long time. I think it's it's such an interesting thing because through Brianna's experiences, she taught me a lot. She taught me that people talk a lot about uh, their first period experience, going through puberty, what that means. Uh, and then people talk a lot about uh, the end of things, menopause and, and and that experience. But there's this 20, 30, 40 year gap in between um, that people go about life uh, in a way they have for 100 years. And Brianna was a little exhausted by that. She went to different OBGYNs trying to fix symptoms like hormonal acne, uh, cramps, bloating, these things that that women deal with that are meant to be, or not meant to be, but it shown to be you know hey this is just life this is normal and you know uh, it was very much what was on the market and she was wanted to challenge was oh this reactive approach right you have cramps oh take ibuprofen oh take mydol. um but brianna wanted to say hey can we can we figure out something that's a proactive approach to pms to that does it naturally not through rx not through not through over the counter but something natural that you know, might take a little bit more time, but is a healthier way to balance your hormones. And what we found on the market was that didn't exist uh, in in many forms. It didn't exist in a in an educational standpoint. Didn't exist in a in a product standpoint. And that's what got us really excited to to kind of double down and and build what would become our first product, uh, Flow Vitamins.
1: I want to talk about Flow Vitamins. I, I also have to say it was kind of funny when you were mentioning that because living in a house with uh two daughters who are you know having or had their first period very recently and a wife who yeah. is starting to go through menopause like i see that what what's the 30 years in between that right and thinking about it and when you mention that and understanding like really you know it's not about just the start and towards the end or whatever it might be, but the entire process, um, which, which makes sense. So, you know, you, you learn this, you understand this, how does the idea for the business, how how do you start doing it?
0: Yeah. Great question. Uh, it was very much Bootstrapped at the beginning. Um, Me and Brianna spent the next year and a half after we really solidified the idea um, trying to figure out how to make a product, Uh, which we did not come from science backgrounds, uh, but we picked up the phone and learned as much as we could as quickly as we could. We sat down with multiple OBGYNs. We talked to tons of nutraceutical scientists being like, okay, how can we not only make this effective and have the right levels and amounts of these ingredients, but make it an enjoyable experience, make this taste great, make it make people want to keep coming back because as Brianna at that point in her life didn't take and couldn't swallow a pill for her the life of her. Uh, she only took gummy vitamins. So there was no question that we had to make it in a, in, a, in a gummy. And that's what we spent the next year and a half doing. And And the challenges that came along with it were so interesting because at that time, which is not that long ago, six years ago, people weren't putting herbs or botanicals in gummy vitamins. Um, a lot of the manufacturers at that point wouldn't even let it into their facility. They were like, "Oh, we do vitamins and minerals. We don't. We don't do do um, botanicals." And now you see ashwagandha and all these things in, in every product on the market. Uh, it's changed a lot. Uh, but it was finding that right partner that was willing to take a bet on us uh, and and make a small run that our parents gave us a little bit of money to, to, to buy our first 8,000 bottles. And we launched it in late 2018, sold out in two months. And we're like, Oh my God, uh, we're onto something. And, and it was more than just the product, but Brianna's real intuition when it came to the brand and how it spoke to people and how we spoke about a taboo topic that I think was pretty refreshing, uh, that was, uh, had the right amount of, provocativeness, uh, but science backing and playing that very nice balance between those that I think really connected to, to, to women, especially those early adopters.
1: I want to talk to you about that initial launch and and obviously doing so well right off the bat. Um, but I want to ask you about the product and when you were trying to solve this. It, it, Talk about that first product and, and really what the, the, the point of it was and, and, and what you were trying to bring to the market for women. Yeah,
0: I think the the main goal of, of Flow is went through multiple iterations, right? The first one you get back are pitch black and they taste like dirt. And you're like, okay, great. We have a starting point. Uh, let's, let's see how, how good we can get this to taste. Uh, while making sure the efficacy is really high. And I think in the early days, it was really important for us being lean, being bootstrapped to get it in the hands of consumers um, and and measuring the results and bringing them along the journey of, you know, this is the first iteration. How can we make it better? How is it going to support you on that journey? And the main goal of it uh, was to offer a hormone-free proactive solution to PMS. Right. Um, not birth control, not reactive like, uh, like ibuprofen, but, uh, something that was part of your daily routine that was done with natural, natural, uh, ingredients that were clinically proven to help and have been used for thousands of years. Uh, a lot of this stuff is Eastern, Eastern medicine, um, that has been used and, and really uh, has had amazing impact. So we launched and it was all about getting that early customer feedback. Uh, and seeing how they felt on it, and seeing the reviews that came in, and that was really the turning point. That was what catapulted the business from you know selling a couple bottles a day to selling hundreds of, of bottles a day. Was when we were able to leverage real customer stories. When you hit month three and month four, and people are getting experiences with with Flow, and they're really starting to see these results, it was emotional. It was it was you know not a product that you know that that you feel a little healthier. It was a product that hopefully solved the problem that you've been suffering with for, for 10, 15 years that you thought was that unsolvable.
1: Yeah that must have been an incredible feeling just to be able to receive and read some of those you know letters because I assume, like you said, a, a lot of those are, are life-changing. These people have been going through this for their entire lives. How did that make you feel?
0: Oh, it was, it was the greatest feeling of all. Uh, You know, when you put in, you put in at at that point, even pre-launch, two years into this project, trying to make something that, that really impacted people. And we knew the impact because Brianna was our, our, was our uh, guinea pig. She Hmm. was the one testing everything. She was the one taking it for months before we launched the product. But seeing it reflected in the eyes of, of the women that this was made for uh, was spectacular. And what it did was it, re-energized us uh, on, on what we could do as a company, on what we could achieve because we wanted to bring them along in the journey because they were so excited. They're, you know, everyone's like, okay, great, you solved this problem. How can you fix my, the three other things going on in my life? And that is just the fuel that keeps us going to this day because when you're looking at you know, your research and development team, trying to think of what we can do next, our research and development team is, is our, our customers. They're going to tell us what what they want. They're going to tell us how we can be a part of their health journey beyond you know flow and, and menstrual health.
1: Yeah, which is which is so great to have, especially when you have that loyal customer base. And you know, I guess just just thinking about it and and starting out, and obviously this was it's been successful, which is incredible. It's your first business. It's with your sister. Was there a time at all or, you know, when you were starting where you kind of maybe thought, okay, you know, maybe this might not work. Maybe it's not the best idea to team with my sister. Maybe. Were there any challenges you had to overcome? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, multiple. Multiple. I think the biggest
0: one in the, in the early days was really fine-tuning the product. and finding amazing partners that believed in you, uh, that were willing to come along your journey. As a small company, it was crucial uh, to build those relationships uh, with, with manufacturers that were willing to make great products. Uh, we went through countless ones. It wasn't an easy product to make. We uh, you know, made it difficult by picking a, a, a ring-shaped gummy uh, uh, that looks like a lifesaver. So there's this negative space in the middle that, was the bane of my existence for the first two years because uh, it was really hard for, for manufacturers to make and wrap their head around. And we jumped around a lot. And it took, true, truthfully, not finding the best and baddest manufacturer that was doing the most in the in the industry. It was finding someone that was willing to listen and spend time and stay in the lab till 3 a.m. in the morning with you to fine-tune this product. And there were probably three instances in that first year where. Yeah, we thought we weren't, you know, we weren't going to get products. Uh, we had deliveries of product that, that you know, was slimy. That was, we, we knew we couldn't ship it to customers because you value those first, you know, 10,000 customers with all your life. You're not going to send that to them. How can, you, uh, how can you partner with really great people? And I think relationships uh, above everything was the reason we succeeded. was when, you know, someone, a, a manufacturer kicks you on your butt saying, this is too hard. We're not going to work with you anymore. If, that second one uh, that was willing to take a bet on you and calling them up and saying, Hey, can you make this six month timeline three months? And we'll be partners on that. And them saying yes to that um, was, was everything we needed. Um, but yeah, I think in that early days, finding a reliable supplier that is truly a partner uh, and not just a PO transaction uh, was probably the biggest point where I thought O Positive might, might not make it.
1: More from our guests. But first, a word from our sponsors. Modern wealth is more complex than ever. Is your wealth manager ready for those conversations? That's why Northern Trust created the Northern Trust Institute, a research center dedicated to surfacing new insights and the best financial advice to serve your unique needs. Whatever your ambitions for your wealth, talk to a Northern Trust advisor, about where the world is going and how to get you and your family there. Learn more at northerntrust.com forward slash institute. Again, that's northerntrust.com forward slash institute. And we're back. Yeah. Did you have to go through different, a few different suppliers? And I just equated to. You know, my own business experiences. And and like you said, yeah. I, with you, it's, it's about relationships and you find, you know, it takes so much time, but then you find the people who really get things done and you trust and, and all of a sudden, you know, there's, they're invaluable to your, to your business. Was, was, was it a long process? Did you get lucky on the second time? Or did it take several times to finally find the right people in different areas who helped you?
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to, when it came to making a product, it took probably three times. So I'd say in between those, there were two moments where we thought the business wasn't going to make it uh, very clearly. Uh, but I think people and relationships in general, um, kind of the theme of our success. I think we're really proud of the products we make, but I can almost pinpoint you know, the, the upward right trajectory to when people have joined our team or we found a great partner, uh, which truly have transformed the business more than finding that right marketing campaign or even launching a product. It's finding that right person that believes in in the mission and has complementary skills to you, if that be a person, part of your team or a partner um, that has changed the trajectory, uh, I think multiple times throughout, throughout the last couple of years.
1: You know, it's so great to find those people and to come in and sometimes, you know, You'll find someone and and exactly what you thought. But did you ever have situations where you were like, "Oh, this person's gonna be incredible for us, help us," and then you find the opposite? Yeah, uh, uh, it happens
0: a lot. It happens <laughs> nice. in, 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 in running a in, in running a a business not only focused on product, but focused on people. It happens, and I think I think it was Reed Hastings from from Netflix that that spoke about this and he spoke about the difference between a business being a family and being a professional sports team. And I very much align with it being a professional sports team in the respect that you're working towards a championship. You're, you're working towards, uh, you know, something, something bigger than you. And it's a team sport, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you have your stars and you have people that get traded and and come aboard and, and you're managing the sports team but in the locker room you care about each other just as much as family and and but in your in your honest with each other and you keep each other accountable but it's not love at all costs um it's it's still working towards a goal and i resonate with that and that's how me and brianna really look at at leading the people function of this and we're lucky enough to the the founding team the first five employees are still with me and brianna to this day and uh, couldn't have done it without them
1: that's awesome you know, in terms of business now and in terms of how quickly you've grown and and have become successful, you know, you'd mentioned you have this, this great community who's telling you what they need, what they want. How do you balance, you know, between obviously having this couple great products to figuring out if you're going to uh build or create other products while you're still trying to run a business cuz like you said initially it's about you know manufacturing supply like there's a lot that goes on to a business when you're creating products how how do you envision yourself managing that as as you grow yeah great question i think you know in
0: the early days it was it was challenging it was challenging to balance this with with a lean team because you have so many ideas and you have to figure out which direction is, is, is the right one for the company. And I think the, it's kind of like great, you know, is the enemy of good. It's making sure that you're staying lean enough where you can take bets and take chances. Part of our success over the last couple of years was the ability to test and learn uh, in real time with real feedback. And that's the beauty of starting a business uh online direct to consumer um because if you can you know have an idea for a product manufacture a small minimum of it and get it out in the hands of consumers and figure out if they if they love it if if they're going to stay on for it what does does you know do people click on the ads on on Facebook and TikTok um that gives you a really good signal uh you know pretty quickly on if you should double down or if you should You know, say, "Hey, let's sunset it and move on." And I think you sometimes have to kill your darlings in the respect that there's products that I've loved that I thought were going to be the next biggest thing, and we launch it, and uh, it 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 might not be that. Uh, And a couple of times it hasn't been. Uh, We launched an immunity product in the height of 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 COVID, and uh, it didn't work. Uh, uh, But you you launch other products, and and you know you think they're good ideas and they're smash successes. So I think it's balancing this amazing feedback you're getting from your, from your customers. Um, and then leveling that up to us saying, can we make a great product where you can feel the results? I think that is a huge value of ours. Um, you know, we want to stand out in the supplement space from you know, a normal multivitamin, from a immune product where you're, you're not sure if you're feeling it, uh, you're not sure how to measure the results. Uh, we want to make sure that every product we make, you can, you can measure and you can feel because um, I think that's how we kind of stand out in the supplement space, which is how we kind of filter out the products that we want to double down on.
1: Yeah, you know, in, in terms of thinking about it, and it seems like there is so much opportunity and you've been successful in so many of the products, you know, you've already launched. But where do you see, or how do you see O-Positive long-term, in combination with how the wellness industry is growing, where do you see yourselves in a few years? Yeah, I I love that question
0: uh, because I think about it a lot. The mission of O Positive that we set forth at the beginning was to be a company that is with a woman from her first period all the way to her last uh, and, and beyond, hopefully, eventually. And it's to really be that support system um, that is there when maybe products, maybe education, maybe community hasn't been in the past. And it's the goal of wherever you enter the O-Positive ecosystem, um, we're with you from that point on. If you enter when you're 18, if you enter when you're 40, we want to be with you from that moment on. That's what we're building. That's kind of the the dream of where we want our products to to go and where we want to keep providing value. if that be sexual health, if that be pregnancy and, and new categories that we haven't been in, in yet. And I think from a holistic perspective, it's to, yeah, it's to add add value to our customers however we can. And I think education is such a huge part of that. Something that we're prioritizing with our medical advisory board and, and our partners to say, hey, how can we be the spot where people feel comfortable talking about these, these issues and actually offer hopefully solutions that weren't prior on the market? And then when it comes to a growth perspective, um, excited to take it beyond uh, direct-to-consumer. I think we have had a lot of success on, you know, running social media ads to our uh, beautiful website and, and converting customers and, and having them try our product where we can tell a really great story in long form, but you know taking on the behemoth of, of uh, retail and wholesale and being where shoppers experience this. That's what we want to be. We want people to experience our products. Um, people might not uh, be on Facebook, might not uh, buy on you to see how can we show up where they are and and give them exposure that hey, there is products for for what you're seeking. I think that's exciting. What's, Definitely a challenge.
1: What's your time frame on 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 that? And have you started to put plans into place about kind of bricks and mortar and experiential? Maybe. Uh... Yeah, um, we've put a lot of. A lot of time into it. Our team has been working really
0: hard, and I think it's it's fun to say we will be in retail uh, in 2024. Um, so we we are uh, going to be with uh, you know one of the big boys, a Target, a Walmart, a, a Costco, and uh, one of them uh, is really excited. And we're going to uh, show up. And I think the way we show up is really important, which we spent a lot of time with this partner to kind of figure out. Um, and it was how can we tell a story on shelves, and how can we have the space uh, to educate a little bit. And, you know, finding the right partner that's going to invest in you and give you that end cap where you can explain the products and, and educate a little bit more was crucial us. So that was very important for us going through that process um, in, in finding the right partner. But yeah, excited. It's a new challenge. We, we're, we're assembling a team around it now.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's got to be really exciting as well. And just in terms of going from DTC to, to retail. And, you know, what I've noticed just in terms of a lot of companies that started DTC, there's, as they've grown, they've become kind of a mixed entity and in, in one kind of one, you know, arm scratches the other, uh, whatever that phrase is, what is it? Like one <laughs> scratches the back, I forgot. whatever. Anyway, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I assume that, that's, you know, a really a big part of that. And especially in, in, in today's world to grow your brand is really having to be in, in both markets.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's critical. Um, I think, you know, showing up where people are shopping uh, is, is really important. And having those relationships, again, with just like with your suppliers, it's, it's with the retailer that believe in you. Uh, that are willing to kind of double down on on kind of hopefully what you can do for each other is is really important. and kind of walking what I've learned from from peers who have who have done this journey is you know walking crawl walk run, um, which just take your time, master it you know your your packaging could change your 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 end cap like how can how can you show up the best you can is is going to be very different than d to c and it takes some learning there no matter how prepared you are for it and I think something we're thinking a lot about uh, going from a, a direct-to-consumer business to retail is how do you market and how do you track it? Um, how, what levers do you pull uh, and, and, and what does it equal? Because you're going to be spending on these same channels and, and growing on TikTok and growing on Instagram. Um, but how does that translate to retail and how do you track that? That is a, a fun challenge that we, we have set out on, um, which... I don't know if anyone's quite solved, uh, but I know a lot of people are thinking about it.
1: Yeah. In terms of the wellness industry itself, and and as you've seen it since you started the business and as it grows and, and changes, what are some of the challenges that products nowadays face or consumers face when choosing products?
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it comes down to the science behind the product, um, the legitimacy of the claims and and how people are supported by that. I think O positive's core value is is science first and making sure that you know every every claim we make is backed up by an ingredient with great clinical studies and in an industry you know, supplements and vitamins where there's a lot of noise. Uh, and and there's some bad actors there. It's important to stand out. It's important to prioritize that and for consumers to prioritize that uh, and make sure that they're, you know, doing their own research or, or making sure they're going to brands they trust that, that have that backing. I think that is critical and I think is going to be a much bigger part of the next couple of years to come. I think consumers are smart, and they're going to be getting smarter on on how things affect their body and making sure that they're putting things in their body that are good for them that are going to do what the, that brand promises is is mission critical and something, you know, we at the start have been committed to and constantly challenging our team on on how we can
1: keep raising that bar. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're an incredible space and industry nowadays and, and for the the future to come just. What's become so important, like you said, post COVID, even though the immunity product, you know, that you talked about, which you would think is <laughs> a no-brainer, but I do think that you know, just knowing uh, people and interest, and in whether they're young or older, health and wellness, finally, thank God, I mean, it, it's kind of people would think it is so important, but what I want to ask. Yeah. You've you've been in the space, you know, you've, this has been your, your life really, you know, since, since college, I want to leave you, I want to ask you, if you didn't go into this type of business, women's health, where, for two questions, where would you see yourself? Where could you see yourself in what industry? And secondly, I guess if you could do anything or, or create anything, what would you choose? I and mean, I guess they could be the same.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a that's a fun question. Okay. I think if I wasn't in the health health and wellness industry and I didn't start out positive, I've always had such a passion uh for film and creation of stories and storytelling, which Funnels through. I'm lucky that I get to do a lot of that uh, still at what I do today. But telling a story, um, I just finished The Bear season two, uh, and it impacted me. The, the the storytelling, the the way that it could make you feel and make people feel something uh, by just telling such real stories. Uh, how it showed up visually is just like it gets my blood pumping. Uh, uh, so I would, I would, you know, find myself. I think hopefully telling, telling stories through film would be something I would love to create, but also an industry that to this day, uh, I, I, my ears perk up and, and my heart beats faster when we talk about
1: it. Yeah, no, I, uh, uh, I'll say that something I've always wanted to do is to create documentary films. And I promised myself after the business I have now, that is what I am, I'm going to go do. I love that. Yeah. I just want to, like you said, tell stories and i'll give you you know you're you're telling some great stories and and you're getting there must be no better feeling than receiving those emails or letters or whatever it might be of changing people's lives because at the end of the day you know if you can build a business and and it at the same time it changes lives i mean i don't know if there's there's anything in a positive way i don't know if there's anything Better than that. So, congrats on on all your success.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's a it's a special feeling. Me and the team still have our email notifications on for reviews, so it, it definitely keeps us going on a daily basis. And and you, it's hard to have a bad day when when you might come out of a, a, a hard a hard meeting and you come back to your computer and you read an email of of someone's experience. It's, it keeps you going. Uh, so definitely a special thing to tie in what you do on a daily basis, but impacting you know millions of women's lives,
1: yeah, that's such a great thing as an entrepreneur because, as you know and and talking about there's ups and downs and and high points and low points, and if some of those messages keep you going or you know keep you keep you waking up the next day and going through it, whatever it does to get you to do that 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 is what you need and it sounds like you're able to get it from that and it sounds also like you've built a you know even a, a great working relationship with your sister and for the most part I don't know it seems like it's it's been enjoyable
0: it's been such a special experience i there's no chance i would be sitting here today without without her and, and her by my side both being the support system but being the powerhouse that she is and, and the running the new products we come up with, the, the creative, how the brand shows up, how we speak to our customers. She is the champion of of these women that we serve and definitely been, been such a great ride with her and will continue to be.
1: Well, Bobby, it's been great having you on How Success Happens. I wish you and your sister and O Positive and the entire team continued success. I am sure you are going to keep crushing it and growing and you're in such a great industry and i have to personally thank you as i mentioned having two daughters who are starting to go through pms right now now i know where to go so um i do appreciate that and again thanks for uh coming on the show
0: oh it's been so great great spending time with you rob really appreciate you having me on
1: you got it And that's our episode if you like what you heard please subscribe to how success happens wherever you get your podcasts we come out with a new episode every wednesday morning and you don't want to miss it and if you like to share please feel free to pass along the show to an entrepreneur friend who could use a boost and i could always use the subscribers and do you have ideas for guests i always love to hear about great entrepreneurs if you know anyone shoot me an email at hsh entrepreneur.com or on Twitter at Robert Tuckman, that's R-O-B-E-R-T, T-U-C-H-M-A-N, or even send me a message on LinkedIn. How Success Happens is a production of Entrepreneur Media. Be sure to visit entrepreneur.com for insight on building your business, or even better yet, subscribe to our magazine. No joke, I found my first job after reading about a company in Entrepreneur Magazine back in the 1990s. It's always been my absolute favorite magazine for entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening and spending some time with me today. Until next time, my name is Robert Tuckman, just a fellow entrepreneur and your host. See you soon.